1: Welcome, everyone, into the Sons of Saturday podcast. Uh, my name is Pat Finn. I am still in Utah here. It is dumping snow out my window. Hopefully, I can get out there over the next few days. We got Nels Williams. Nels, where are you at right now?
2: I'm in the beautiful Blacksburg, Virginia. Not, not any snow, but it is cold. It was raining earlier. But That's apparently, cool. we're, we're about to get hit with like a 70-degree... De- like four day streak before we're going back to the cold. So you know how it is, Pat. The weather's pretty irregular here. Just
1: gonna say there's nothing like that, uh, that that late February, late March tease mm-hmm. right before spring break, right after spring break. You get like, you know, a few days over 60, 60 degrees. Everyone, you know, to hell with class. We're gonna go hang out and just enjoy a nice day outside. And then all of a sudden you get whacked. <laughs> you just,
2: <laughs> absolutely it's like every- and like you drive by Roanoke Street apartments, everybody's in their hammocks, tanning, like everyone's playing spike ball. It's like, it's like what the ads for Virginia Tech, like show off like what college is really going to be. And then the next day is like 20 degrees and a wind advisory. <laughs>
1: yeah. All of a sudden, you know, you're, you're unpacking your winter clothes again and you know, spring game comes around and it, you know, you got cold and rainy in the forecast. Now last year that didn't happen. I know the last couple of years the spring game, weather's been pretty good, but has been notorious to uh, to be a little rainy on spring game. Knock on wood, Nels, that there is no rain in the forecast uh, next month. Um, We're going to kick things off with a Hokie Haiku. I wrote this a few minutes ago. It is about our Lady Hokies advancing uh, over this past weekend, get to host two games in Castle Coliseum. It was loud. It was rowdy. It was raucous. Um, But here's the haiku. Ladies got the Vols, big tilt up in Seattle, two wins till the four, two wins away from the final four. Nels Williams, how are you doing? And, le- and let's back up. First of all, Nels Williams, a proper introduction. This is his first time on the Sons of Saturday podcast. Nels, you've been working with Sons of Saturday for almost a year now, uh, since the beginning of the academic year. It's been great having you aboard as a uh, student intern, doing a ton of stuff, whether it's social media content with our athletes uh, for Roots Rapid Fire every week of football season in the fall, whether it was creating TikTok content here and there, uh, some nice short content. Uh, Nels edits the Sons of Saturday website, puts out a ton of the Sons of Saturday content, That you guys see gracing your Twitter feeds and your computer screens on a day to day. And uh, Nels was also the men's basketball beat writer uh, for this past season. He also works at ESPN Blacksburg, where he is, what is it, three times a week? Uh, Weekday, every day. Every day. There are no days off for Nels, but uh, welcome to the show. Did I miss anything? What else? I know you've been doing a lot, you've been wearing a lot of hats. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I mean, I've been, uh, I mean, I'm in 3304 sports as well, sports media programs. So I I do some stuff with them. Mainly it's uh, the one-two punch, with the Suns and ESPN Blacksburg, which ESPN Blacksburg, you know, it's basically just a, a class. I'm there every weekday at four to six. If you uh, want to listen, uh, it's online at just ESPN Blacksburg.com. But I'm here for the Suns though today. You know what I mean? I'm putting on the uh, the Suns of Saturday hat, not the ESPN Blacksburg one, but um, I keep myself busy. I keep myself busy, especially when it came to uh, covering men's basketball. That was a lot of fun.
1: There you go. It's all about repetition, Nels. How did you? Uh, How did you hear about the thirty-three uh, hundred four and the SMA program? Was that something you always wanted to do, or did you just you know have an idea of it when you were in high school, or you know, kind of tell us the high level of that if you wouldn't mind?
2: So basically, I knew that I'd always wanted to go into journalism. Uh, my aunt was a former our previous director of communications for USA basketball. And my mom is actually an editor for, or was an editor for USA Today's magazine. She works as an editor for AARP online now. So growing up, um, I was really exposed to a lot of that. Like whenever I'd visit my aunt, uh, she lives out in Colorado Springs and she, was, she would show me around the Olympic training center, show me what she do. And I grew up playing a lot of sports groups. Sw- I swam, played lacrosse. Um, dabbled in football as well and just I was always um, like I I always knew that I wanted to do something into covering um, journalism or sports in a way and then I I toured Virginia Tech when I was a sophomore in high school I'm a junior now and they had just started I I, like the SMA program was in its infancy and so they said hey you know like you want to come here definitely you know we're trying to start kickstart the SMA program but I didn't apply in under that. I actually applied to just under communications because I still was like, oh, maybe PR, maybe uh, journalism. And after my freshman year, I joined 3304 Sports late my freshman year because uh, former sports director's his friend, Jake Lyman. I happened to run into him one day, not Jake, but his friend. And he said, join the slide, join the chat. i give you Jake's number. Um, Jake right now is currently the women's basketball play-by-play of uh, Vanderbilt. So he's, he's at a big boy job, but when he was here, um, he was the sports director and he did, he did a pretty good job with it. And then that's how I got involved in them through my experience, Thirty three hundred four came into the Suns, and now I'm, uh, I hit the ground running.
1: There you go. You've been doing a lot for us, man. What's, what would you say is your favorite piece of content or series or, you know, anything that you've kind of, you know, put in your portfolio the last, uh, you know, the last 10 or so months.
2: Oh man. There's that thing is that there's so much, you know what I mean? Like, Roots rapid fire was definitely up there because one, it was free food. <laughs> like I, 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 I felt like the man walking in there and being like, I'm a part of this on Saturday, you know? Um, and then two, like, because of that, I got to like actually like get to know athletes on a personal level. And like a lot of people, especially students put athletes on a higher pedestal because like, they'll like zip around on scooters. They got the backpacks, you know, but they're just people at the end of the day, they're just people, you know what I mean? And like, it got to the point where I'd just be like, yeah, like, you know, I'm interviewing Liz Kitty this week. My friends, their jaws are dropped. They'd be like, Liz Kitty, I want to meet her. And I'm like, yeah, she's a really cool person. You know, she likes three books. Like, I was like, it got me just like, I was just so unfazed. I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, it's Liz Kitty, It's Story Powell. It's Dax, whatever, you know. So that was a lot of fun. But, I, you know, I got to mention covering men's basketball. Being on Press Row, um, it's funny. Uh, shout out Brian Cox, SID for Men's Basketball. The front row is like tech sideline, tech lunch pail, thirty three hundred four collegiate times. It's like all like students on the front row, and then the back row is like where the big boys hang out. So I'd be slip, I'd be like maneuvering my way by like David Teal, Mike Barber, Mar- Mark Berman. I'd just be like, "What's up, guys? You're anything?" I felt like such a small fish in just this pond of years upon years of basketball, like knowledge and experience. And at times I did get imposter syndrome because like I would literally be sitting next to David Thiel or like he'd be a few seats away or like, you know, Mike Barber would show up or a lot of the um, away teams as beat writers would show up. And I met, I met, met the guy from Syracuse, met the guy from Pitt. I, I don't recall their names. Cause I was just, and I, and I, uh, I don't recall the names because it's just a very brief encounter. The coolest was his name is his first name is Gene. I don't remember his last name, but he works for the Washington Post. And when he said he works for the Washington Post, I was like, Oh, I'm what as well as with the Suns a Saturday. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, okay. and it was just the dichotomy of, of, of us sitting right next to each other was just hilarious. But still had a great time, still, you know, kept my composure. And covering Men's basketball is an absolute blast. Sucks the season didn't turn out the way that it did, but I'm so proud of him. And also like establishing the connections with the players and the coaches was uh, really cool as well.
1: Love it, man! It's a ton of fun. Ton of fun. I'm glad Brian <laughs> put you up there with the big dogs. <laughs> yeah, so you know, Nelson. So if you're listening, Nels is like six. What are you, six four? I'm like six four, six five. Yeah. Yeah, Nels is a big guy. So you know, they had to put him up with there with the uh, the tenured <laughs> big dogs up on a. Uh, up on press row, but Nels, we uh, we're fired up that you've been having a good time doing that, and uh, you know love love the opportunity to give opportunities to students, uh, you know who have talent and who are you know excited to write stories and you know put their own pieces of content out there. So what we're going to talk about here, we'll talk about a few things. There's a few hokey headlines that we can get to at the end. Um, you know, now it's brought you on today to talk about your experience. At the HCC tournament, uh, know that you were on the beat for Sunday, Saturday, at the HCC tournament, um, hanging out there with thirty-three hundred four, and uh, uh, you know it looked like a great time. I know it was a grind. I know you were there uh, all week long on your spring break. You know where uh, where myself and you know some of the other folks on our end might have been in Key West or or uh, Punta Cana. Nels Williams was in Greensboro. The, heart. Dude, the beach,
2: the beaches in Greensboro are beautiful. By the way, <laughs> yeah.
1: meet <Mean> any chicks?
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I ran into a few cheerleaders here and there.
1: There you go. Um, there so. you go. So, okay, first of all, just shed shed a little bit of light on thirty three hundred four um, and the group that you were with. Um, you know, chopping it up with every single day. Um, you know, what was the uh, what was the vibe? How'd you get there? You know, who you
2: carpool with? What was the uh, what was the story? So I actually drove down myself, but the 33 or four guys um, is essentially like the leadership team and one or two other guys who like are essentially, like, they're basically the all-star team. You know what I mean? It's like the best of the best get picked to go to this for a reason. So um, there's a few guys in tech sideline. Um, I know tech lunch pill was there and one other, I, forget, I think collegiate times is there too. So we had a few other guys like all down there and it was essentially just like when like all work somewhat play media hospitality afterwards was play but like when we were in that coliseum you know it was like all work and um those guys like we essentially worked every game um we had broadcast crews for the game we had people running about every game um obviously when virginia tech was playing we were all heads down covering those games but then when virginia tech after virginia tech got bounced um we like i had the decision to go, go home all the other guys were just like we're just gonna stay so I decided to stay. Initially, I was going to leave, most likely, just you know, hopefully, do early check out. But then I stayed, and I'm so thankful that I did because let me tell you, that place was, even though it's Greensboro, North Carolina, it was really cool. Coliseum was really cool, decked out in the ACC stuff. I went to the ACC Hall of Fame, um, and it was like an experience I'll never forget because literally, I don't know if you know who Luke Hancock is. He's a former George Mason basketball, and Louisville basketball player. He was like my idol growing up. Like I'm from Fairfax, Virginia, Chantilly area we had season tickets going to George Mason and like the heyday of that, of that like Patriots program was with, uh, with Jim Laranega before he went to Miami. That's where he was at before he went to Miami and Luke Hancock. And like, I don't remember what they did in like the uh, NCAA tournament, but Hancock was like my favorite player. Everyone, he was like, you know, he was a diet Hunter Couture. He was basically what Hunter Couture was for George Mason. And he then went to Louisville, won a natty, but then he was there. I didn't know he was going to be there until, like, I stumbled upon, like, on the For You page of uh, of Twitter, like, the ESPN PR, where they're going to be like, oh, it's, like, these analysts, these panelists, whatever. And I saw Luke Hancock, and I was like, I got to meet him. So, I, like, you know, found him on the court, shook his, shook his hand, and he was like, no way. And then, actually, after the championship game, we were all on the court, like, doing, like, you know, reports and stand-ups. And he happens to walk down, and I was like, I got to interview him. So, I pulled him aside, and I interviewed him know, I, I don't remember anything that I said. I literally blacked out. I do remember when the, when the red light came on the camera, I just froze for a few seconds because I was like, what do I say? I was like, a little gang next to me. But then I just like did it. And I, you know, interviewed him. And then afterwards it was over. And I was like, this is like, the greatest week of my life. And it did suck uh, seeing people like in, from like Key West and like, you know, Putsicana and like Panama City Beach, whatever, like all like partying and stuff like that. Um, but it was so worth it. Got, got like no sleep like we were basically working from like one o'clock in the afternoon to like two three in the morning i don't think i went to bed before two or three in the morning at all but i would like i'm so glad i went because i know that if i was like key west i'd just be sitting at the bar like man why am i not there you know um <laughs> that was an awesome experience i gotta thank y'all for taking me thank y'all for uh having my credential under, under the suns of saturday
1: love it man well luke hancock Big fan of Luke Hancock on the the Sons of Saturday. He came on the show, um, I guess it was in fall, late fall of 2021. And he said he predicted Virginia Tech to win the ACC in the regular season. And as it turned out, that did not happen. You know, we had a uh, very much a middle of the road season, got hot at the end. Uh, And then all of a sudden, you know, four nights in Brooklyn and we're, cutting down the nets and holding up the trophies. Um, But Luke Hancock had a lot of faith in that team. You know, he knows uh, he he knew that Virginia tech was going to be special at some point in the season. And they definitely were Um, love his stuff on HCC network. Does a really great job. And also Evan Massengill, if you're listening, if you know who Evan Massengill is of the Hokie club, I know him and Luke Hancock are, uh, are very good friends. So uh, shout out to Evan there. So you, 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 one of my questions here, Nels, uh, you know, regarding the experience, most famous person you met. I, I think that's Luke Hancock. I don't know if you got to chop it up with anyone else or, um, you know, pass anyone else in the hallway, you know. But um, I guess other casts of characters who were in Greensboro uh, for that week, um, you know, anyone that you were just like, oh, my gosh, you tap your buddy on the shoulder. Look who it is.
2: Uh, Reese Davis for sure. I didn't get to meet him, but I was literally like, on my phone and the way that it worked was it always was a little tunnel and you like, you go into the court or like the little, uh, like walkway between the court and the stands. And the, where ESPN was set up was like right by that tunnel. Like if the tunnel like walked in here, like you, that was like, right. Like as soon as you came out to the right. And I was like going down the stairs to get to the tunnel and I turned the corner and it's just Reese Davis. And I'm like halfway on my phone and I just like look up and I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, wait, what? Because I didn't know that uh, ESPN was there. It was all ACC network for like the first two or three days. And then ESPN college basketball showed up for like champ week or whatever they branded. So walking by Reese Davis, like walking eyes for it with him. I was like, what? You know, but um, Bill Roth put on a student panel, which is awesome. And he got um, Dave O'Brien. Um, I don't know his last name, but it's Jordan something. He played Notre Dame. You played for Notre Dame in the mid two thousands. Um, yeah and, so,
1: uh, Last name. He's yeah. on UCD network too. Um, yeah,
2: they got like guys like that as well as um, a few other prominent members in the media. And afterwards, they had a little uh, session, and we were about to talk to him. So I got to talk with Dave O'Brien, um, and I got to talk with a few other people. But definitely, the most like famous interaction was Luke Hancock and like Kelsey Riggs, basically an AC network crew. Like one night, it was me and two other guys. And we were just like, on the court, like, finishing stand-ups. And they just happened to, like, walk down to the court next to us. And we just walked next to them and talked before they split off. Because they, like, they had an ESPN media hospitality room. And we were just going back to, like, where the shuttles were. And just, like, walking and talking with them was, like, crazy. Because, like, again, like, in my mind, I was, like, well, these are just people. You know what I mean? But one of the guys we were with, he, like, it was internally was, like, freaking out. And um, I remember one of the guys said to him, like, hey, great stuff, man. I saw you on the court. I was watching you. And I saw his face just go like, ah, like, thanks. Like, thank you. Like, he, he was composed. He was like, thank you. And then after, like, we, we went our separate ways after a minute. Like, he had a thousand yard stare for, like, a minute. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, my God. Like, I, like, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? Um, so, that, like, it was really cool just, like, working. And, like, nobody really treated you like a student. Everybody knew that we were students. You know what I mean? We had the Virginia Tech Mike flags. Like, we were all just, like, flocked together. We Like, we stuck out like a sore thumb. But in that, in, in that situation and in that environment, like people knew that we were just there to do work and everyone was like there to do work. So that was really cool. And the fact that like, you know, we were treated with a little bit more respect than the average student because we were working, but you know, everybody knew we were still students.
1: So, uh, Jordan Cornette is uh is another name <laughs> guy, ACC network guy, by the way. Um, he's called a handful of games in Blacksburg. I know he called, he called one, at least one, uh, this past season. But um, so Nels, that is pretty cool as far as, you know, 3304 and the opportunities that you guys get. Do you see other students from other schools represented as well doing the same work that you were doing? You know, I'd imagine that Syracuse, you know, has some type of a presence there, you know, because I, I, what is it? The Newhouse School? Um, yeah,
2: New Newhouse is basically like on crack. <laughs> like they're, they've, they've been doing this for decades. Like they, they know they're it and they basically are it. um, But they were there as well, as well as uh, North Carolina was there. Wake Forest was there. Um, I don't know if there are any others. I know that there were definitely other schools, like we didn't run into them. Um, But one more, one more guy, I got to give a shout out to my guy, Luke Von Berg. He works for the ESPN Netherlands and my seat was right next to him. So obviously when I sat down and introduced left and right, but I realized the person on my left was, um because they're hokey haven or like Leisure times when so i knew him look to my right i look at the little nameplate. it's esp netherlands and he was there for um Quentin post at boston college there was one player on the bench in miami who was dutch and so i like it was weird i just kept running him into him everywhere we went you know i'd go get food in like the dining room he was there i'd like like you know just like pass him in the halls he would always be there um, and he, he was awesome. He was really cool. Luke, if you're, I don't think you're listening to this, but, um, I got his email and he was, he was like, Hey, listen, like, I'm going to go on a little trip around the East coast of the United States. Cause he had an extra week. The ESPN Netherlands was like, yeah, go enjoy your time in the States. Cause that was his first time there. So I sent him an email with a bunch of like trip league links. And I was like, Hey, do this in Charleston, do this in DC. Um, and I think he got back to me saying that he was actually going to like, think about that. And then um, it turns out that Kansas State has a player who's Dutch. And they, Kansas State was in Greensboro. So he just stayed, had to stay there. Unfortunately, couldn't do his little trip around the States. But just cool little interactions like that and cool little, like, relationships to build up that I'm sure maybe you could get lucky if you run into somebody at a bar or a restaurant in Key West. But, nah, it was in Greensboro. So
1: Too funny. And that that uh, Kansas State player was uh, David Ngassan, who um, had a great game. In the uh, in the round of thirty-two this past weekend, former Virginia Tech. David, player.
2: Wait, David Nigason is Dutch. I I didn't realize it was him. <laughs> he just said he just said, "Oh man, I feel stupid for saying that because I'm a men's basketball beat writer, but I didn't realize he was Dutch." And also, he just said in the email, "A Kansas State player, you know what I mean? Like is there?" So I just I would not have thought David Nigason.
1: Wow. I mean, it's funny too because you know, obviously, like ever since the beginning of time, really, when we have players transfer out, we follow their careers and kind of, you know, see them progress in the, you know, what could have been, there's all the what ifs, whatever, um, you know, most recently boots and Kassan. Uh, but you know, Kasan had a great game They're in the sweet 16. Um, yeah. You know, they have that one guy to transfer from um, Florida who just went off this past weekend. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it is kind of funny to see, Former tech players, um, you know, wearing other uniforms in other places. Um, wanted to ask about media hospitality. What what's going on in there? You know, so ESPN has their own hospitality, and then media hospitality, or how's that broken down? What is uh, what's what's the highs and lows of media hospitality?
2: So ESPN has their own, and it's like on the surface you'd be like, oh, of course they do. But if you think about it, media hospitality serves like every photographers, videographers, reporters, writers, whatnot. Um, so if they went to like that, like, be, like, you know, regular media hospitality, which was basically just like, um, like a, ho- like a big hotel conference room just filled with chairs and they had really good food and just a buffet. They would have gotten swarmed. They would have not have not any time to like have their own, like, you know, peace and quiet and just like eat and relax. Like even when, um, Jordan Carnet um, Cornette, that's his name, last uh, name.
1: Yeah, Cornette.
2: Yeah, Cornette. If, if Even Jordan Cornette, like after all of them left our pseudo media session, which was in the morning and like a few hours before one of the games on day two, I think it was, they were basically like playing Plinko, just going from one person to a next, to an next, to an next, like being like, oh, I'm so-and-so, I'm so-and-so. So ESPN had their own room in like the back tunnels of the Coliseum and because the Coliseum was, the, was essentially a ring around – um, all the tunnels they had, they had a little area section off of that and all we said and go in, I just passed by it. Um, but they had just a little like breaker and whatnot, but for us, it was, um, there's a little snack bar area, like right by the entrance. It's like a minute's walk minute two two minute walk had popcorn, you know, fruits, snacks, uh, waters, even had ice cream, funnily enough. And then about 32nd minute walk away down a longer hall was, um, this bigger room and they had, um, times posted where you could get lunch and dinner. And then after the last game, like directly after or a few minutes after um, the final buzzer, they had like a late night snack of like chicken nuggets, like, you know, stuff like that. So media hospitality was great. I'm not going to lie. And then um, they had like, yeah, I mean, it was was great. Like, and it was a little odd again, because like, I'm a student and like everybody else in there. I mean, we probably brought the median and mean age down by like 20, 30 years. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, it was a little uh, weird, like a little bit like trying to find a table. And I sat with my boy Luke from ESPN Netherlands a few times, but just other times locking eyes with like 67-year-old people and there was an open seat. I was like, I don't know. It was a little intimidating. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was a little intimidating. I'm not going to lie. But overall, media hospitality was great.
1: All right. So uh, what was the best moment for you You know, over that five-day five stretch in Greensboro? Um, best moment personally or best moment just like in competition, like something that you saw on the hardwood that you thought was, you know, a, an awesome moment.
2: Personally, it had to have been interviewing Luke Hancock. Like, if eight-year-old or nine-year-old me knew about, it, I was going to do that. You know, what I mean, he would have like freaked out. But in terms of like, you know, competition or just like doing work, it was being able to just walk onto the court after Duke won. Because um, I have, I had a little like badge, on I have it right here. Hold on. Um, I got this little badge that literally just ACC tournament, like Miles yeah. Williams. This thing is like your golden ticket. You go anywhere with that, and even though some of like the security people like definitely were looking at us a little funny, like we were able to go pretty much anywhere. And like even when most of us and eventually all of us walked down to the court, like the people who linked their arms to make sure nobody else rushed the court, just the red sea opened, and we were like on, you know. So definitely seeing that angle of the like celebration and seeing the players. I was literally like four feet away from Jeremy Rush getting on the nets, which is really cool for me because Jeremy Roach went to a high school near me and went to PVI. So I don't think I've met him before, but just knowing that like, you know, he, I know a lot of people know him that was really cool. So, um, definitely just being able to be on the court after. And then because I was on the court after interviewing Luke Hancock.
1: <laughs> Love it. Talk to us about the, uh, the Hunter Couture coach young, uh, moment there that you know Twitter got a hold of was that, <laughs> is that uh, I think that was like day one right was that right uh, at the beginning was that in Greensboro
2: that was day zero that was Monday because the tournament was Tuesday to Saturday that was on practice day and um, it was after the practice they it, like Mike Young was basically posted up next to a brick wall like maybe a minute's walk outside outside into a tunnel and so we're just standing there like interviewing him and I feel like everyone's head sort of turn and like the attention, like whispers like, oh my gosh, good door. And I look to my left and he's just like right there next to me and he pulls out his phone, he turns on his flashlight and and we're all like, oh, he's gonna ask a question. Then Brian Cox in the background just goes like, like this is his phone. (laughs) And I like look at the phone and I'm like, oh boy. Like depending on what he's gonna ask, like this is gonna go like everywhere. And then he asked the question and like, I didn't think that I'd be like fully in it. I thought it'd be like edited out and Honest to God, I forgot that was even taken. Like, I forgot it was because we were so busy and it was so like, we got to go here, we got to go here, we got to go here. I that completely slipped my mind because I had other work to do, you know. And then, um, all of a sudden, my phone just like blows up and I'm like, what is going on? And then somebody texts me, like, dude, like you're on Virginia Tech men's basketball, like, like their Instagram or whatever, and their Twitter. And I was like, oh, like that's kind of funny. And then during the game, or during a timeout, I think it was either the Notre Dame or NC State game. I forget which one they did it. ESPN put it on TV. And so I'm just like sitting there like tw- like writing on my tweet for like the-, the break. All of a sudden, the r- top right-hand corner of my MacBook is just flooding back and forth of just like different people messaging me. Like my Instagram, Twitter, whatnot was like, dude, it's Nels. Like he's on ESPN. And I literally like went out loud like an, oh no, like this in the press show. And everyone just like turned and looked to me like, dude, what's going on? I go and I'm like, man, I'm on ESPN. That looks stupid because, like, I thought I was just like smiling because the like, Couture showed up, and I looked like a kid in the candy store seeing Couture just like show up over my shoulder. At least that's how I appeared off. I was like, oh, this is funny, but like I appeared, I was like, I was I was cheesing at at Hunter Couture. <laughs> so that that's how that happened. Um, and then obviously the lot, they lost to NC State. So, like I couldn't really um, like say anything about it to him. So that's the story of that though which was again it was funny um i hope it's not the last time i'm on espn but it was most certainly the first
0: <laughs> fantastic let's take a quick break this episode of the sons of saturday podcast is brought to you by the river course and look we talk about greatness all the time and when you talk about golf pebble beach augusta Bandon dunes dare i say shinnecock The River Course sits squarely in the middle of this conversation. A top 10 college course in America, according to Golf Digest, and the home for the for those to come golf tournament. And look, if you head on down there and you mention Sons of Saturday, we got some hookups for you. 50% off appetizers. Who doesn't like appetizers? 10% off of headwear and apparel at the golf shop. I mean, get yourself a new outfit, feel good, look good, play good. And the cream of the crop, new annual student memberships will receive a free cart fee and new adult memberships will receive a free foursome plus a complimentary lunch. The River Course, unparalleled greatness, unparalleled beauty nestled right in Southwest Virginia. All right, Nels, before we wrap, we got a couple
1: hokey headlines that we do want to tackle Uh, Actually, most of this is from today. Um, So without further ado, the most relevant thing right now is our women's basketball team. Um, They're on a heater. I think they've won 12, maybe 13 in a row, starting to lose count over here. Um, Took care of business on Friday, took care of business on Sunday. And they'll be headed up to Seattle to take on the Tennessee Vols. In the sweet 16 now, um, this NCAA tournament, Indiana's out. You know, there's uh, so between Tech and South Carolina, there's only two one seeds who are left in the tournament. Um, but I mean, it, it's been pretty exciting to watch this team. I know, like, you know, seeing Castle Coliseum just absolutely erupt, you know, both. Both uh both days of the weekend was incredible. Were you in attendance?
2: I was in attendance on Sunday, but not Friday. Um, I went to UVA for the weekend. Sorry, I know, but my friend's 21st went up for that. But I made sure to go to Sunday. I you know, I, I said sorry guys, I gotta leave Sunday. Almost basketball's playing, you know? And being on the press row right right court side was awesome. I mean, I, I was able to watch most of the Chattanooga game on Friday. And I am so glad that they had that game because they had over like a week of basketball off for that game. And that's why they didn't look great. You know, they still won in the end, but in the first like half, it took them a while to get adjusted. And everyone was kind of like, or everyone in the media room was like, well, well let's see how like, they come out. You know, like it, it, they were a little rusty. Like now that they're really like back to their true form, let's see how they come out today. And that first half like, was an offensive clinic. <laughs> like my, uh, Fran texted me i was like dude like south dakota state looks like a jv team right now playing against like a varsity but the jv team doesn't have the like yeah you know like it was literally like a clinic and the second half though was interesting and and here's where i'm going to go with this about the game on saturday the second half and this has been a recurring theme from the team up until like this point is that a lot of times they'll put their foot on the gas against you know these teams such as south dakota state or teams at the lower levels and they'll start to slowly ease their foot off of it. You know, the offense offense isn't getting their usual points. Um, the defense is letting up a few, you know, I want to say easy shots, but the defense is kind of letting up a little bit. And you could tell that a lot of people are gonna be anxious inside of Castle. So I have to go to State was slowly but surely chipping the way back, and they got back within 10. That's when everyone was like, Is this is this happening? But of course, this team, as elite as they are, was able to lock back in and find a way to win and they won by 12 and it felt like they should have won by, by 24, double 12, but because they've had that issue where they, you know, they slowly let their foot off a gas a little bit. Um, they ended up just winning, winning by 12. So on Saturday, I'm really intrigued about this matchup because they played before in Rocky top or on Rocky top. It's kind of like long Island where it's like, you know, if it's like on or in, you they, know, yeah, they, they won in Knoxville barely. Like, that went down to, like, the final seconds. And I remember um, they had something to do with the, the shot clock or something, so that was like, and that was like a, a weird game. But Tennessee knows Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech knows Tennessee, you know. And Tennessee isn't a team like South Dakota State, with all due respect, where you can just blow right by them, blow right by them, you know, do that kind of lead. So I'm a little nervous uh, heading into Saturday, mainly because both teams have film on each other. But the good thing as well is that both teams have film on each other, and they've seen each other play as well. And also the fact that Tennessee beat Toledo like 94, something. They put him 94. That's not an easy feat to do. You know, the fact that they put that much up against Toledo in the, in the round of 32 has me a little concerned, but obviously I think the Hokies are going to come out on top.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's going to be a battle. These two teams are completely different than, um, you know, what they saw earlier in the season. I remember watching that game at Sharkies before we went to the. I think it was the Carolina game, the men's game uh,
2: back in December. It might have been. I know it was in December. And I remember, like, I remember there was a point where people were leaving to go watch on the screens, like on the ACC network screens because I had it on around the concourse. I know it was during a men's basketball game, though.
1: Yeah. Um, so Sunday, we take care of business ultimately. Georgia hits that three late. She had seven threes. Like, um, hearing Coach Brooks and impressors is fantastic. I mean, I am a huge I'm a huge Mike Young press conference guy I love Brent Price, press conferences. I absolutely love Kenny Brooks whether it's an oppressor or whether it is you know getting interviewed on the court after the interview or after the game ends um, but you know after beating South Dakota State he said we're good and that's not being overzealous we're good. Elizabeth is an all-American Georgia is an all-American Taylor Soul got us over the hump with her play. Kayana Trailer, what she sacrificed to be in this program. Kayla King, a staple of what we've been doing, and of course Deasia Gregg. Love how we've been connected, and we knew how good we could be. And uh, it, I mean, it's truly inspiring. I I think uh, the whole Tennessee thing is funny too, because Tennessee has always been on the top of the mountain. They've been, you know, Tennessee Yukon, They're pretty much the two most well known powerful women's basketball programs and uh the fact that we're going to play them again in in seattle of all places i don't know how the heck they pick seattle um when most of the schools you know who are going to be going out there are from the east coast but it should be a battle should be a lot of fun there's a video that surfaced yesterday um one of the uh, i believe one of the guys at one of the Roanoke radio or um news stations pulled it from 1999 the last time tech played in the sweet 16 it was against it was Anthony the- Romano Anthony Romano is always getting the good video nuggets he's always filming the good nuggets on the court as well so shout out Anthony Ro- Anthony uh, Romano but uh there was a press conference where one of the Virginia tech players is talking about how one day, you know, we'd love our program to be like Tennessee's program. We were, I think we were the four seed Tennessee was the one. And now we're the one seed Tennessee's the four. So, um, you know, we're, we're kind of doing a little flip flop and our program has been better this year. And uh, you know, we, we proved we were the better team on Rocky top earlier in the year, but uh, should be an absolute battle on friday night i believe it's at 6 30 eastern what are you doing for the game nels
2: i'll definitely be watching it for sure i mean it's not often you know men's basketball is not there like women's basketball is legit every every virginia tech fan that doesn't have anything going on at 6 30 has to be supporting that team put all force behind this team because there is a good shot that this team will be in dallas for the women's final four this team is special um this team is—it's like this team is like fun to watch. You know, it's not even like like Virginia Tech playing boring basketball with like a trap or anything like that, or like you know, just like how other teams do it. This team is fun. Georgia Amore is fun to watch. You know, she chucks out three like there's threes like there's no tomorrow. And you mentioned she made seven. She attempted nineteen, which is the second most threes attempted in any game in Virginia Tech history. That's one behind Asia Shepherd, like set like two three years ago. You know, like this team has two All Americans. Like Taylor Soul is awesome. Like, there's so much you can talk about this team. Put all your force behind them. Like, if this team makes the Final Four, I want everyone to be rushing Main Street like we did uh, after winning the ACC tournament. I'm not endorsing that if the kids get in any trouble, but I want people to be celebrating like that. Be happy for this team because this team deserves it. And I'm so glad the castle is packed on Sunday and Friday because this team deserves all of it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. A lot of good storylines. You got a hell of a coach. You got two All Americans. You got a lot of good personality. And uh, I cannot be more excited for uh, this weekend. Moving over to the gridiron. Davi Belfort committed to Virginia Tech today. Um, three star. Some sites he's a four star. I'm reading the on three where he's rated as a three star. Um, committed today. He is from Fort Lauderdale, went to Gulliver Prep. And he is the first commit of the 2024 class had a handful of Blacksburg visits the most recent one was on January 21st uh, he tr- attributed everything to the coaching staff and getting close to the coaching staff having a great relationship with Tyler Bowen having a great relationship with coach Pry um, you know communicating back and forth you know three times a week and uh Belfort was between Virginia Tech, Michigan State and Texas A&M. I committed probably like an hour ago. Have not gone to meet or meet him, obviously haven't gotten to meet him. Haven't gotten to watch his film yet, Nels. But uh I do know that we are starting to uh, to really bring in a revolution of famous MMA or UFC um, you know, fighters sons into Blacksburg, you know, Uh, earlier last year, we got the commitment from Brandon Rechsteiner, who is big Papa pumps son uh, on the hardwood as a guard. And then uh, now we're getting Vitor Belfort's son, Davi Vitor Belfort is a uh, UFC champion. So, I'm excited to see these guys in Castle Coliseum and Lane Stadium. You know, we are starting this new pipeline. I don't know anything about UFC, MMA, that kind of stuff. But um, I know a lot of people are excited about it. So, therefore, I am equally excited. Any, uh, any immediate thoughts, Nels?
2: I mean, my first immediate thought is I'm happy he's here. You know, when your final three is Texas A&M, Michigan State, and then Virginia Tech, for the past few seasons that Virginia Tech has had, comparative to Texas and m Michigan State, which I know that they've had their bumps in the road, especially for A&M last year. And I don't think Michigan State had that good of a season last year either. For him to choose us over A&M and Michigan State is awesome. But the other thing, if you think a little deeper, is I'm interested to see the competition between him and William Pop Watson. You know, Bringing him on this year, I think he enrolled early. Pretty sure he's already in Blacksburg training with, with the, the team. I'm very interested to see. And it feels like, obviously, the quarterback battles between Kyron Jones and Grant Wells right now for who's going to start um, come this fall. I feel like after that, it's then for the very younger core, it's going to be between Watson and Belfort. So that's what I'm interested to see. And obviously, iron sharpens iron. So I'm hoping that these two guys can make the quarterback room better. But already making splashes for 2024, it just feels weird. You know, we just got over 2023. And, you know, I think right now what the coaches have is essentially for recruiting these guys are saying, Hey, listen, like come be a part of something special, come build something special. You know, you'll get playing time most likely sooner rather than later, other than other places for some recruits that works. Some it doesn't, but if these guys are fully buying in to Brent prime company's plan, I'm so excited for what the future has to offer.
1: I will never complain. Excuse me. I will never complain about having too many quarterbacks. Nels. I'll tell you that much. I know. Um, our running back room was quite stacked a few years ago as far as just like having, you know, it seemed like 50 guys in there. But uh, the quarterback is the guy touching the ball every single play. He's the most important position on the team. Give me all the quarterbacks and uh, nice way to kick off the cycle. Last thing here before we move over to Sharky shout outs. Um, Steph Maddox, uh, Darius Maddox's mom. Thank you, MBB, for your support over the last few months. Hubby returned from medical leave last week. We appreciate the family-first culture and respecting our privacy during a time of uncertainty. It meant the world to us. Hashtag grateful. Hashtag God's time, not ours. So, Darius Maddox, um, we don't really know. We haven't known what was going on um, over the past few months, and it seems like it was a family medical um, issue with his father. But anywho, happy to hear the good news. It seems like the news is positive right now. Um, and hopefully, you know, signs are pointing to Darius suiting up and joining the team and and playing uh, basketball for Virginia Tech next year. Um, I do want to say that the amount of just speculation or naysaying or, you know, just – Broomer Mill, like it. it just got so tired between like whatever was going on with Maddox and the Rodney Rice. Like, is this guy even alive? Like, does this guy exist? Like, it's,
3: it's so
2: annoying. well okay. The Rodney Rice not existing was was kind of funny. I don't know if anybody <laughs> actually believed that, but he, but but hearing people and looking at the box score edits that that was kind of funny. But obviously, got to be happy that Maddox is. Um, you know, at least Maddox's family is, is on the better, which you speak about speculation. there was a whirlwind of stuff and I was pretty sick of it. Um, so glad to see that he's okay. Glad, or glad to see that his dad is okay. And hopefully, yeah, hope he, hopefully we can see the guy that literally is the reason why this team won the ACC in 2022 back on the hardwood soon. Exactly.
1: All right, let's roll into Sharky shout outs. Nels, do you have anything, anyone, any topic, whatever, anything that you, uh, would like to shout out at this time? This is your opportunity. I mean,
2: I guess I want to say a future shout out. Hopefully, Juke Harris comes here. I know he's committing Friday, right? I think he's committing Friday. Yep. Hopefully, he's a Hokie. I got to shout out him. You know, come on into Blacksburg, man. Especially after Swinton just uh, landed here in 2024. There's something special is brewing in Blacksburg. Um, so, I got to give a shout out, hopefully, to the future hokey Juke Harris. I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping he comes here. Um, yeah, besides yeah. that, The floor is yours for the shout-outs, Pat.
1: I love it. Love it. Um, Spring game, spring jam. Guys, gals, if you are going to be in town for the spring game weekend, Friday, April 14th. We will be doing spring jam again at McLean's at First in Maine. Uh, We have some special guests, some special performances, performers, going to be loaded up at – uh mclean's at first in maine we're thinking uh i think eight o'clock to midnight we got a flyer that's going to be going out i know we did save the dates um, but we're going to have uh buying tickets in advance too so you don't have to buy at the door we're going to um, put out information on all of that good stuff same goes for the for those to come golf tournament uh if you are looking to play in the for those to come golf tournament i know we're going to have some information go out about that as well i know Maybe some preliminary stuff has gone out, but uh, we'll make sure everyone's covered with all the info that they need for their spring game weekend festivities. Hopefully, everyone is making the trip back to Blacksburg last year. If you went, you know it was an absolute blast. Probably uh, the most fun I've ever had at spring game was last year. So, mark your calendars, book that hotel room, buy that ticket to spring jam at First in Maine, hang out with former Virginia Tech legends. Uh, current, not no current players will be there. They'll be in bed before their spring game the next day. But uh, you get the idea. We're gonna have a ton of fun. We'll be there, and uh, we hope to see you guys soon.
3: To wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know what you're thinking. Please don't just let us sink and trash for friend's place. Wake up the next day. you